are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. So Jesus made the decision to give his life and no man could take it. There was no sin in him. So he just simply laid it down. You see, it would never have been the perfect sacrifice if somebody took it from him. And then God put the sins of the people upon him. Now, hold that in your thinking, and we're going to show it to you in the scripture. But first, let me stop here. Leviticus chapter 6, verse 28. But the earthen vessel wherein it was sodden shall be broken. Now listen, go to Psalms 31, 12. We're going to go to a lot of scriptures. Some of them we may not read. I may just give them to you and let you read them yourself because of, for the sake of time. David went in and out of prophecy all through. Now, you have people that say this. Well, now, I'll tell you, y'all just take scriptures out of context. Did you know that all of the prophecy and the Psalms concerning Jesus, you have to take it out of context? God put it in there out of context. The psalmist David would get to worshiping God, and all of a sudden he'd just go into prophecy and say some things prophetically. And here's what he said here as he is speaking. Verse 11, I was a reproach among mine enemies, but especially among my neighbors, and a fear of mine acquaintance. They that did see me without fled from me. I am forgotten as a dead man out of mind. I am like a broken vessel. That's prophetic of what Jesus was. Here it tells you, that that vessel wherein that sacrifice was sodden, it was an earthen vessel. It was the physical body of Jesus it's talking about. And the psalmist David tapped into it and said, I am as a broken vessel. That vessel had to be broken. It could not be used if it was earthen. It had to be broken. Now notice, verse 30. No sin offering whereof any of the blood brought into the tabernacle of the congregation to reconcile with all the holy place shall be eaten, it shall be burnt in the fire. Now see the first verse 25 that we read, it says that that offering, sin offering, shall be eaten. But here it says, no sin offering, whereof any of the blood is brought into the tabernacle for the congregation to reconcile with all the holy place shall be eaten, it shall be burnt in the fire. Now turn with me to Job 30. Did you know that Job went in and out of prophecy? Some of the things that are there are most prophetic. And here you see what the prophet Isaiah saw. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being was upon him. Let's read with verse 15. Job 30, verse 15. Terrors are turned upon me, they pursue me, my soul as the wind, and my welfare passeth away as a cloud. And now my soul is poured out unto me. The days of affliction have taken hold upon me. My bones are pierced in me in the night season, and my sinews take no rest. This is talking about the suffering of Jesus, no doubt. There's a law of double reference here. By the great force of my disease is my garment changed. It bindeth me about the collar of a coat. Jesus bore our diseases for us. Did you notice what it said? By the great force of my disease is my garment changed. Jesus was righteous, but he became sin. His garment was changed. He hath cast me into the mire, 
and I am become as the dust of ashes. I cry unto thee, and thou dost not hear me. I stand off. And Jesus cried on the cross, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Thou art become cruel to me, and thy strong hand thou opposeth thyself against me. When God made Jesus sick, the prophetic says, he opposeth himself against me. It was against God's nature to do what he did. He put sickness on Jesus. He put sickness on him. Thou lifteth me up to the wind. Thou causest me to ride upon it and dissolvest my substance. For I know that thou wilt bring me to death, to the house appointed to all living. Hebrews 2.9 says that Jesus tasted death for every man. Now listen, if he tasted death for every man, he didn't taste death as every man. He tasted death for every man. Now does that mean that he died physically for me? If it does, it means I won't have to die physically. No, he tasted spiritual death for every man. Men were spiritually dead. There had to be a spiritual death to redeem man from spiritual death. That death penalty had to be paid. The wages of sin is death. Is that just talking about physical death? No, we know it's talking about spiritual death. So that wage had to be paid. Who's going to pay it? There's only one capable of paying it, and that's Jesus that had no sin. But he became sin. And he died spiritually. Now listen as it goes on. Verse 27, My bowels boiled and rested not. The days of affliction prevented me. I went mourning without the sun. Three hours on the cross it was darkness. And of course into the regions of the damned is considered darkness. I went mourning without the sun. I stood up and cried in the congregation. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? God turned his back on his son. He had to. He couldn't look upon the cruelty that went there. Verse 29 says, I am a brother to dragons, a companion of owls. My skin is black upon me, and my bones are burned with heat. Now, if he made his grave with the wicked and the rich in his death, the rich man in hell was in flames of torment. He was in hell. Now, actually... When it says hell, I know that it means the place of the wicked dead. That is not the final abode of the wicked dead. But it is the gate to that place, and there is torment there. The Bible proves that in the 16th chapter of Luke. And the prophetic utterance said that he made his grave with the wicked and the rich in his death. He went to the place of the wicked dead. He suffered the flames and torments of hell. Jesus suffered hell for you and me. Any part of hell he didn't suffer. You will have to. And I'll tell you, you don't have to go to purgatory. Jesus already suffered it for you, thank God. You can forget it, Mac, if you're born again. <laughs> if you're born twice, you only die once. Did you get that? If you're born again, you'll only die once. If you're born once, you'll die twice. Glory be to God. Now, Go back with me to Leviticus, chapter 16. I hope you're writing these down because you're going to need to go back to these and study them. Listen to these over and over again. Right now I'm pointing out to you the fact that Jesus died two deaths, a physical death and a spiritual death. Leviticus 16, verse 10. 
But the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make an atonement with him and to let him go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. Now I want you to notice, the total and complete atonement must have two goats. One won't do it. It has to have two. All Bible scholars will agree that Jesus is the scapegoat. He is also the sin offering. So how are you going to separate it now? There's two things that take place here. Now if you come on down, notice verse 15. Then shall he kill the goat for the sin offering that is for the people and bring his blood within the veil and do with that blood as he did with the blood of the bullock and sprinkle it upon the mercy seat before the mercy seat. And he shall make an atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel, because of their transgressions and all their sins, and so shall he do for the tabernacle of the congregation that remaineth among them in the midst of their uncleanness. Now notice, verse 16, he shall make an atonement for the holy place. He makes an atonement with the sin offering for the holy place. Now you'll find, and I'll not take time to turn to it, but you'll find as Jesus hung on the cross, the Bible says he cried and gave up the ghost, and the veil in the temple was rent from the top to the bottom. The atonement for that holy place had been made because Jesus died a holy death. That sacrifice remained holy until the life was gone out of it. But now notice verse 10. But the goat upon which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make an atonement. The complete atonement took both goats. Now that's the dual death that is spoken of in Isaiah 53rd chapter verse 9. He made his grave with the wicked and the rich in his deaths. All right, notice verse 17. There shall be no man in the tabernacle of the congregation when he goeth in to make an atonement in the holy place. In other words, the priest is the only one allowed in there. Well, if anybody else goes in there, it's curtains for them. And if the priest goes in there without offering the right sacrifices and with sin in his life not atoned for, he had a bell on his garment. And when they heard the bell quit ringing, they had a rope tied on him and they drug him out and he'd be dead. Sin was not allowed in that presence. Mark 15 verse 38, this sin offering was made when Jesus gave up the ghost. And then the veil was rent from the top to the bottom. No more would there be any other physical sacrifice received under that Abrahamic covenant. Jesus made the last one. When he said it is finished, he meant the last sacrifice that God will ever accept has been received and there will never be another one. Therefore, the veil was ripped from top to bottom and opened it up so anyone could walk in. Glad you joined us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Trust you've been with us all this week. We've been talking about authority in three worlds, and it's available to you. It is four CDs. It's the whole series that we have taught here on radio for the last six weeks. 
and it's all together so that you can get the whole story. I know some of you have missed part of it. It's important to understand authority. That's Authority in Three Worlds is the title of it. CD offer number 7033, four CDs for a total of $34. You know, if you don't understand authority, you're never going to operate in the God kind of faith, the faith that Jesus talked about. The fellow that came to Jesus in Matthew, the eighth chapter, and said his servant was home sick, and he said, I'll come heal him. And he said, oh, no, you don't have to come to my house. Just speak the word only. My servant will be healed. Now, here's a man that believed because of the words of Jesus. If you speak the word, he said, you don't have to come to my house. Speak the word only, and my servant will be healed. He released his faith at the words of Jesus. Now, he's already established a point of contact for the man to be healed. Jesus, if you speak the word, my servant will be healed. And you remember that Jesus said to him, he said, this is the greatest faith I've ever found in all of Israel. Not even among covenant people have I found this kind of faith. And this was a Roman Gentile. He didn't even come under the covenant at this point. Jesus said it's the greatest faith he'd ever found in all of Israel. Why? Because he understood authority. That's offer number 7033. It's four CDs for $29 plus $5 postage and handling. Total of $34. We have a toll-free order line, 24-hour toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.